conspiracy theories, eh? Wait till you get a load of this. Hello, and welcome to Cracked Sisters Conspiracies, where podcast that covers conspiracy theories, mysteries, and all over spooky shit. My name's Jackie. And I'm Cassandra. And we are Sid Sisters. You have a guest in your office or recording space. I do. It's really throwing me off here. Right? We have a shared office and a shared desk at the moment because I haven't gotten a new desk. Well, that sounds terrible. I don't like sharing my space at all. Me neither. <laughs> I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. I know know. it's been over a week, essentially, like on the Zoom at least. Yeah, I know. Which is weird. I was at the gym today, the Four Seasons gym, and Jake, that trainer that I went to middle school with, he moved away, but he came back to visit. And I'm like, my sister just moved away. He's like, that's so sad for you. (laughs) But yeah, so life is not as fun. It's not entertaining. It's quite boring. And it's actually just more stressful. Nothing to do with you being gone. It just so happens to align with the fact that you left and everything is just disintegrating. So I'm I'm excited to see you this month. A couple more weeks. Today is December 5th. So wearing my first Christmas sweater since we have three recordings i happen to have three christmas sweaters so oh oh maybe i should wear one of mine the next time this one i borrowed slash stole from brian morataki oh brian the priest no that was no, different brian mark the priest matt matt mark? no was... brian was he worked at boys and, boys and girls club that's right and it says merry fucking christmas all over it and it's a blink i i kind of remember that i want to say the last time I crossed paths with him, I was getting gas in Westlake Village. And he's like, I know you. And I'm like, I think I know you. But he's like, tell your sister I said hi. And that's right. It's kind of coming back to me. There you go. Yes, it is. But anywho, we haven't recorded in over like a week. week or so. We didn't record anything last week. No, it's been like two weeks, I think. What? I don't even know where we're at. We should like take a break for the holidays. As far as maybe the posting goes, so we can get caught up. I don't know. Well, the fact that your episode was oh my god, kind of threw us off a whole entire week. That (laughs) was we don't have an extra, I guess, episode. (laughs) Yeah, and right now I am just so overwhelmed with life and work. I'm like, oh my god, I need to press pause. So okay, sure. Yeah, maybe we'll do the. We'll come back in 2024. It's very common for podcasts to do that, from what I hear. If you say so. So, I I don't know. (laughs) This is what Jessica was telling me. So, okay. Uh, Hold on. I wrote down stuff I wanted to tell you about because I haven't talked to you in a very long time. I know. We went to a whiskey distillery and went like alcohol tasting. How was that? I saw your It was so fun. We became members. So, it's like, it's just in Napa, which is 25 minutes away from us. And they give like a little tour of the place and then they offer flights and then you can tell them what you like. And so they gave us a couple of gins, a couple of bourbons and whiskeys and a lemon drop. Like they make mixed drinks and bottles. They make just, you know, liquors and stuff. It was, it was super cool. Oh, fun. 
I'd love to do something like that. What I really want to do is something that Scott, the the Navy captain at work. So like the last couple of years, him and his buddies do the bourbon trail where they go out to Kentucky and then they just drink for like a weekend straight oh. around all of the distilleries. That's fun. And it sounds like a great time. And I love hearing the stories of how he's been learning to moderate his time while he's there, but yeah. the rough days, but could totally handle it. We should do that. But anyway, since you don't remember, today we're talking about deep fakes. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was not on my radar at all. I know it was on the list, but I could not for the life of me remember that's what the topic was. Yes. I couldn't either. I did my notes today. <laughs> that's how I roll. I always do them right before. Yes, I know. I, with, with the exception of the Denver International Airport, because that was just... That was something. That'll that be a was... exclusive if we can ever find the video. I think it got saved to like a different location on the computer. Okay. I just need to, to find it. That's fine. All right. So I guess going into it. So what are deep fakes? They are a synthetic or fake media that have been digitally manipulated through AI or artificial intelligence to replace one person's likeliness convincingly with that of another. They create convincing images, audio, and videos. Deepfakes have garnered widespread attention for their potential use in creating child sexual abuse material, Uh celebrity pornographic videos, revenge porn, fake news, hoaxes, bullying, and financial fraud. So the topic of AI and deepfakes kind of came up at lunch in the office on Monday. Okay. Was that yesterday? That was yesterday. And so (laughs) what day is it? Oh, yeah. Today is Tuesday, huh? But like that topic of conversation was Jason like, did you hear that there's an Elvis version of Baby Got Back? That's how AI is being used. And that's his (laughs) reference point. Well, and it was his vocals and everything. He's like, oh, my God, it was Elvis singing Baby Got Back. But I'm like, yes, but it's used for more nefarious purposes. Like you said, it's usually putting someone else's face on someone else's tits and exposing that. Well, if he listens to this or to the podcast, he can listen to this episode. Deep fake technology first appeared in November 2017 when an anonymous user on the social media platform Reddit posted an algorithm that leveraged existing artificial intelligence algorithms to create realistic fake videos. Other users then shared the code on GitHub, a major sharing service, where it became free software and publicly available. Applications like Fake App soon appeared, simplifying the programming process. Some of the current positive or non-detrimental uses of deepfakes. So these are a couple different either story situations or just ideas in which it's not totally terrible, the concept of it and it having been created. So a Cambridge, Massachusetts-based company named At Modulate are currently creating voice skins, which I hate that name, that are used in video and online gaming. They are created, a video game company purchases a certain voice skin, and then players can choose what they want to sound like. And players would like it because if you're playing an old witch, you can now sound like one. So whatever I want to say in the game automatically comes out in the voice of an old witch. Okay. People in the trans community use these voice skins because it can help them sound more like how they would like to sound. Sure. Low cost video campaigns. So if you are a small business, you don't need to now pay all of the money to hire an actor in order to do your propaganda or your publications or whatever for your business. 
you can marketing. just purchase marketing. Thank you. You can just purchase a celebrity's identity license and use all of their previously recorded words in order to line it up with your script. Now, didn't we just have all of these strikes because of the use of AI and lightning? I didn't actually know what the strike was for, but that would make sense because That's as I'm going part of notes, it. Originally, when I was first looking at it, I'm like, okay, this only affects celebrities, boohoo. But then I realized it doesn't only affect celebrities. So then I started caring a little bit more. But like as an actor and actress, I mean, it is a craft. You are getting paid for your services. But now people can literally just take your face and take your voice and make it in whatever they want. They don't have to pay you. Like that's kind of shit. For the most part, I'm fairly certain that the the strike was more residual payment based. But I know that the AI component is a big thing. And I'm fairly certain that there was a Black Mirror episode that was essentially that had Salma Hayek in it. And it was like her likeness was being used and she didn't know that she was signing essentially away the contract rights to her likeness. And so all the shit was being made. She doesn't get paid on it. It gets used in sketchy ways. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what the fuck? And so it's a slippery slope. And I've seen a couple of weird deep fakes on the Tiki Talk. So a a very big popular one that I wasn't going to talk about is the Tom Cruise Yes, where he's like the first one or whatever. So the guy that created it, he looks a lot like Tom Cruise. I watched his video. He's like, I thought people could tell. Obviously, this isn't real. I was doing it to show how progressive AI has become and how similar it can look and sound like someone. But I thought everyone knew it wasn't real. But then I found out that the overwhelming majority of people are kind of dumb. And but also, if you're it's, just randomly scrolling, and he's a weird dude anyway, so it's like, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see him doing a magic trick behind a building. That's totally normal. <laughs> but there's been a couple. There's like a Margot Robbie deepfake account, mm-hmm. and it it looks just like her. She never really speaks in it. It's just more the likeness of her. Huh. But it, it can be very convincing. You can, yeah, can, especially if you're half asleep or kind of buzzed and scrolling, you're like, oh my God. But yeah. It can bring the dead back to life. So this yes. is more, again, specific to celebrities. Tupac um, and his hologram. With this technology, the public can engage with these individuals long after death. Example is Tupac's hologram that Snoop created and put on that show. Sidebar real quick. I had read something about how different bands like Kiss, for an example, they're trying to do a, like an all... AI tour where their representation is performing because and it's not old. them. Well, I they are old, but can you imagine if you didn't know and you showed up to a show, you paid an astronomical amount to go see your favorite band yeah. and it's just a projection of them and they're all just like laying in bed at home and it's like not even them. Yeah, I would be very upset. I would be so sad. Like if I have to stand for that, Hell no. I don't stand at any concerts. I do not do that anymore. Um, It can make learning more interactive and entertaining. One example that was given was a kid in history class. You're learning about stuff. You can have the people you're learning about. They can be the ones telling it in their voice with their person explaining it. It's just a little bit more than like reading it in a book or or something like that. It kind of makes the history come to life. It eliminates the need for doing those performances in class or those mini biographies that you had to do. I had to do one on Martha Washington and I had to dress up as her and then give like a whole little spiel about her. And I'm still traumatized to this day. I wore a headpiece. We did not do that. I know you didn't, 
but it's a thing. And some other poor soul, I'm sure, had to suffer through that. So I would have gladly utilized AI and deep fakes and people doing that for me. Saving children everywhere. Well, not really. We'll come to find out. But it offers hyper-personalization for companies or consumers. So an example, you're a Swedish white-based company, but you want to reach out and market to Africa. You don't want to come off as, you know, you only hire white people, but you want to market yourself to a broader community. So you're now going for can, the diversity play without having the... So instead of hiring someone, you know, to do their marketing and, and stuff like that, you can just buy someone. <laughs> that is so great for our workforce and the economy, by the way. AI is going to be our downfall. Yeah, I'm not with AI. I never have been. I I think it's going to implode and we're all going to die. I'm not allowed to use it in my job for good reason. It is. I almost went down the chat GPT rabbit hole to add it into here, but it was too much work. It's fun to play with, but yeah, there's a lot of holes in it. So just it's great for writing beautiful things and well, yeah. being quippy and clever, but If you actually need information, that's not the place to go. No. Well, and they have all these different AI apps where it's like you upload pictures of your face or whatever, and it's show me as a high powered executive. So do you remember those pictures that I sent you and mom? And I'm like, who is this person? (laughs) Also, I'm like, that would be a great new headshot for LinkedIn. That is not me, but it's crazy. It's It's taking catfishing to a whole new level. I don't trust it. You shouldn't. So now we're going to talk about the negative uses of deepfakes. Which I'm sure far outweigh the positives. Well, even some of the positives were kind of negative once I said them out loud. Yeah, they're not. It's not great. So scams are a really big thing right now. An example is, according to a new report in the Wall Street Journal, the CEO of an unnamed UK-based energy firm believed he was on the phone with his boss, the chief executive of the firm's German parent company, when he followed the orders and immediately transferred 220,000 euros, or about 243,000 US dollars, to the bank account of an Hungarian supplier. I've been reading and hearing more and more things like that happening. That's so frustrating. But also, if nothing else, you need more systems in place to make sure shit like that doesn't happen. That's what people are finding out the hard way, unfortunately. But our fraudster had called the company three times, first to initiate the transfer, then to falsely claim that it hadn't been actually transferred. And then a third time seeking a follow-up payment. But by the third time, the victim grew skeptical Then he noticed that the call had been made from an Austrian phone number. So, you know, upon broader examining it, but he just answered the phone, heard the voice of the CEO and did as he was told. So even at work, just don't answer the phone. Send me an email if you need to get a hold of me. I mean, but that's even easier to fake. I Well, it's like everything I do, I have to take verbal instruction. So if someone was to send me an email like, wire me money to this bank account, I can't just act off of that. I have to be the one to call out to that person Uh, and verify them. So I could just call you pretending to be one of them and tell you to give me my money or their money. You could, but there's other verification steps because it's so easy. It happens all the time. Mm -hmm. It sucks. And people, I don't want to say that they're gullible. They just, 
they're very convincing and yeah. people get, you know, taken for a ride far too often. Yeah, unfortunately. These voice scams have also been used in fake kidnapping phone messages and ransom demand, which also was on the rise within the last year. So instead of scammers calling an elderly person and pretending to be their bank and saying that there's an issue with their card and they need all their information, they're now calling it, making it sound like that person's grandchild is on the phone saying, I've been kidnapped, I'm being held hostage, I need you to pay my ransom, and they don't call the cops. So they freak out when they fucking do. And then later, you know, the grandchild calls like, oh, no, I've just been at school or whatever. So something like that actually happened to one of my coworkers. Oh, no. We had gotten a text message early in the morning because someone was spoofing from her cell phone number and called one of her kids saying that she was kidnapped and that they needed to pay ransom or whatever. And so she sent this mass text at like six o'clock in the morning. I'm not kidnapped. Someone's spoofing. Please do not fall for it. Don't answer the phone. I'm not calling anyone right now. And luckily her kids were like, what the fuck? And called her. Yeah. But yeah, that shit happens more frequently now. It's pretty bad. It is. There's also revenge porn. Yeah. In 2019, Mumbai police arrested a 24-year-old college student for blackmailing a teenage girl with fake pornography. The student had edited her face onto an obscene video. He later contacted her on Instagram using an anonymous account and threatened to share the video online. The teenager was pressured into sending the video to another social media user. Reports claimed that he did the same to two other young women. See, that shit sucks because there's no trust anywhere. And even if you are trying to be kind of on the down low, you don't put your face in things, but you still want to like share things with your partner that there's supposed to be some level of trust. You try to still protect yourself, but you can be completely innocent and not engage in that kind of behavior whatsoever. And mm-hmm. all someone needs is a picture of your face and they can fuck you over. Yeah, it's, it's not even like you sent a nude to someone and it got leaked. It's You just sent them a normal, completely appropriate picture. Or and they pulled your picture down from the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And they now used it to put you in a porn that you did not agree to. People are garbage. Uh, So there's also just normal revenge videos in general. So a Pennsylvania mother created false incriminating photos of her daughter's cheerleading rivals in a malicious attempt to get them kicked off the team. Using images from social media, she was able to fabricate footage of the Victory Vipers members naked, drinking, and smoking. That is some Karen bullshit if I ever heard it. I'm like, I'm all for hating your daughter's enemies, but that's a little far. That's pretty fucked up. Like, imagine as a parent, if you were on the other team and that were you. I know, right? And you find out it's not a 13 And it was the rival team's mom. It's a 55-year-old woman on the same, it's on the same team. They just didn't like each other. Oh God, it's the same team. I didn't pick that up. That's even worse. Yeah. Like, I would beat that mom's ass. Yes. It's also involved in just fucking up people's lives by using fake people. So a married couple and two Palestinian rights activists were accused of being known terrorist sympathizers by a British journalist named Oliver Taylor. According to his online profiles, Taylor was a Jewish-raised university student with deep interests in politics, particularly Israel and anti-Semitism. He has been published by the Jerusalem Post and the Times of Israel. The couple was pissed off, rightfully so, after being accused of being terrorist sympathizers out of the blue by this journalist. 
Mm-hmm. And after some investigation, they found out that Oliver Taylor did not exist. His oh. university had no record of him ever studying there. Forensic analysis revealed that Taylor's profile picture was a deep fake, and no one has any idea who the writer was, and the fake images are untraceable. Wow. Kind of cool. Not for that, but like just the fact that someone's willing to pretend to be a journalist, create a fake journalist, all just to fuck with someone. <laughs> I I legit don't care about anything that much in life, I swear. No, the level of dedication is pretty high. That it is. And then the biggest problem with deep fakes, in my opinion, is the non-consensual porn aspect. Oh, sure. So this trend first emerged on Reddit a few years ago. Users would take existing adult videos and replace the performers' faces with celebrities, almost always female. Some of the first people to have their faces algorithmically inserted into porn was Gal Gadot, Scarlett Johansson, Taylor Swift, and Maisie Williams. Since then, deepfakes porns have evolved with programmers bringing in 3D digital avatars. Now, porn creators are generating lifelike models, programming them to perform sexual acts, and then replacing their faces with someone like Margot Robbie or Amelia Clark. This means that anyone can control a 3D avatar, forcing it into whatever sex positions they like, and map a real person's face onto it afterward. People are really sad. Right? Like, <laughs> like can you imagine just being so creepy and obsessed with someone that you spend all this time creating an online avatar doing the programming to make it do some weird sex thing to then take the person put all of that work and effort into getting their face to line up perfectly just to release it to be a dick yeah well it's like i can see the desperation of people wanting to do that for their own personal use but it's the pushing it out to the world to share that that part i don't understand if this is someone that you were so into that you just you love so much and you want to do all of the bad things too and then you're like i'm gonna make everyone be able to do that ew it's all just you it's all just you yeah you have enough problems as it is to even dip a toe into that but to take it that step further i agree in 2019 Deepfake programmers release the app Deep Nude. It uses neural networks to undress photos of women, creating convincing naked images. All you do is simply upload the image of a clothed woman, and the AI reduces them into their birthday suit. The app did not survive for long, and just days after its launch, Deep Nude's anonymous creator Alberto took it offline. So again, because TikTok is where I get all of my information, mm-hmm. at one point... For, yeah, a couple of days. It wasn't very long. In my For You page, it was some AI person. Do you want to see what Stacy down the street looks like without any clothes? Go to this website and what you know, are you upload up on your algorithm. <laughs> okay. Well, now it's just all neurodivergent, depressed people shit and like <laughs> angry moms. But yeah, I don't know why it went that route for a couple of days, but it was like, yeah, you can get x-ray vision from people. Just go, you know, snap a picture from the window, like the fucking creeper that you are, and we'll show you what, what's her face? What did Beyonce call her? I don't remember. Something with the good hair. What oh, she Becky with like. the good hair. Becky with the good hair. See what she looks like under all that. <laughs> so you know what? That reminded me of as soon as I read that, what scene popped in my head from a movie. What's that? 
in Miss Congeniality in the beginning uh-huh. when all the men are sitting around the computer and they're trying to find an agent to put in the beauty pageant. And they like change her clothes and shit. And you put whatever her name is, FBI picture yes. in there. And then it like digitally transforms into a bikini and then into a towel. That's it's right. Exactly what it is just 20 years ago. Oh my God. Great movie, by the way. Such a great movie. I Sam love Hall, it. That's whose name I was thinking of. So a 2019 report by Sensitivity, a company which detects and monitors deep fakes, found that 96% of deep fakes were non-consensual sexual ones. And Only 96%? Yeah, yes. I, that's more than I thought. And of those 96%, 99 were featuring women. Increasingly, the women targeted aren't just celebrities. You can get deep fake porn made to order featuring anyone you like. I would be very concerned if someone desperately wanted to see my tits bad enough that they had to just have it artificially generated yeah. with with what the internet has available. Like you have like, everything at your, all naked ladies at your fingertips. And you can pull up something a hundred times better than what the average person has rocking. What's wrong with you? Uh, I don't know if you heard about this. I did. Earlier this year, a Twitch streamer called Brandon Atriac. He admitted to buying and watching deep fake porn of his female colleagues. He only First off, did- he paid for it. Second, it's the people he fucking works with. Uh-huh. Okay, keep he going. He only Sorry. admitted it because he slipped up in a live stream and was showing his whole screen and accidentally showed his browser, which showed the online website. The URL. Oh my uh-huh. God. That showed it was a deep fake and it showed the person's name was someone that he worked with. And it was like a known deep fake porn website. So do you think that that's something that could have ramifications in your work life? Can you get someone fired? Can you sue them for that shit? So we'll talk about the legal implications of deep fakes in just a little bit, but Almost every business has sexual harassment. That is a thousand percent sexual harassment. I, I mean, it's like I could see them making the argument, well, it wasn't during work hours, but oh, God. And that's still a little weird. Right? Like I would, oh, I would be so skeeved out and I feel like I would be due damages, emotional damage. So as far as him, after he was caught, he issued a pretty terrible apology video in which his wife was shown crying in the background. His wife, because he wasn't sorry. He's sorry he got caught being oh, a fucking 100%. skis. And he claimed to have wired an LA-based law firm about $60,000 to cover any woman on Twitch who wanted to use their legal services to get those images and videos removed from certain websites. That's not enough money, sir. Right. And I don't even think he did it, honestly. So what is worse than non-consensual porn of everyday people and celebrities, you might ask? I don't know. That would be deep fake child pornography. Oh, see, my brain wouldn't have even gone there because no, there is a special place in hell for people like that. So in a first of its kind case in South Korea, a man was sentenced in September to two and a half years in prison for using artificial intelligence to create 360 virtual child abuse images, according to the district court in the country's Southeast section. The only positive, sorry, is that it was virtually created. It's not... Yeah, I don't know how they know, but yes, it was... This was the first arrest, at least in that area, 
and conviction that was due specifically to AI generated child porn, not real child or not. So it's not, it wasn't like a physical child being exploited, but that's still so disgusting. Oh my God. If it isn't stopped, the floodgates of deep fake child sexual abuse images could bog investigators down trying to rescue children who turn out to be virtual characters. Perpetrators could also use these images to groom and coerce new victims. So the FBI and certain task force within law enforcement, that's all they do is they try to identify known children in various images and videos of child porn. And so they put in a lot of fucking work to look for one kid. So now you're throwing in all these fake children or AI created children. So now you are taking those resources that could be used to be finding normal poor fucking kids that are being victimized. And now you're spreading it thin for children that don't exist. That's terrible. I hope though that those that exploit the AI-generated child porn images are treated as the regular normal pedophiles that are like doing that shit. Because fake or not, that's fucking disgusting. And there's something seriously wrong with you. And you deserve castration at the base level and much, much worse. There you go. There was analysts that discovered faces of famous children online, as well as a massive demand for the creation of more images of children who have already been abused possibly years ago. Some creeps like certain individual children, real children that they have evolved their sexual deviance in looking at, but maybe they've been rescued or all of their images and videos have been taken down, thankfully. But now AI has been used to recirculate the demand for the children that are real, unfortunately. I'm, as a parent, I'm starting to get more cautious about what I post online. I keep everything pretty locked down, private viewing, and I don't post things about my family and my kid specifically more so now than I used to when she was a baby that kind of looked like everything. But now that she's getting older and she's kind of that in-between age where it's she's more appealing, which is so fucking gross to think. Yeah. So I'm I'm more conscious of that. We had a a questionable moment as parents the other day. So we (laughs) it was it was kind of fucked up and we were like Evan and I were both shook about the whole experience. Like we had gone up to that little park up the street. Uh Uh-huh. And we went to go fly kites or whatever. And so because Grayson is all about being misindependent right now, she's like, I'm going to walk on the other side of the street and I'm going to walk home by myself. And so we were just kind of trudging along. She was running a little bit in front of us. And there was this car that had come up the street and was slowing down as it passed her. And then it stopped and then it turned around and then was slowing down driving behind her. She would stop and it like kind of braked a bit. And we're like, what the fuck? And so Evan then crossed the street to start running to catch up to her. I was trying to catch up on the other side. And then it looked like the driver saw that Evan was coming up behind Grayson. And then as soon as he started closing in on her, the person booked it down the street. And Yes, we grew up in a time where mom and dad wouldn't see me for hours. God knows where I was. And knowing what I know now... I shouldn't have done a lot of the things that I did, but I'm like, I get nervous just letting her ride her bike I know, unsupervised up and down the street because of weird shit like that. It totally could have been 
something benign and not a threat at all, but it was suspicious behavior. And like they stopped in front of our house. They saw her go in the house and it was only when they saw an adult approaching that they took off. Like, but anywho, I am just very sensitive to exploitation of children and i'm also scared i read too many books and i should not read the shit that i read because i'm so scared that my child's gonna get abducted and her oh. life is gonna be ruined <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway so continuing a quebec man has been sentenced to more than three years in prison for using ai to produce synthetic videos of child pornography Stephen LaRoche, 61, pleaded guilty to creating at least seven videos with so-called deepfake technology. Gross. He also pleaded guilty to possessing hundreds of thousands of computer files of child pornography for which he was sentenced an additional four and a half years. Those ones were real. He created the videos. Of like, why create files. more when you have an entire library full? Not enough, I guess. Like Gary Glitter and fucking Jared the Subway guy. I don't know who Gary Glitter is. Well, Gary Glitter, he had created the song that you hear at a lot of sports games, like sports venues, hockey in particular. If you heard it, you would know. But anywho, he was a fucking pervo who had a whole bunch of child porn. But yeah, like the subway dude, Jared, he's in prison and he recently was in the news. He was not remorseful at all about whatever. There's something fundamentally wrong with those people. And it's even like a little bit more so if they're going out of the way to create these kind of images and content. Sorry. I'm like very heated right now. They're sick fucks. I agree. Uh, So now we'll talk about, like I mentioned, the legal action. Yes. The Organization for Social Media Safety has sponsored AB 1280 in the California State Assembly that will deter the production of deepfakes that misappropriate identities for porn videos by creating criminal liability for those that create and distribute deepfake for these purposes. So there's a Senate bill specifically to creating porn videos using deepfakes. Look, if you're gonna use my likeness, at least make me look better than I do. Like that's all some I have. stuff, enhance some stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> On September 21st of this year, 2023, Representative Yvette Clark introduced the Deepfakes Accountability Act, which requires creators of deepfakes to watermark their content. This legislation would also make it a crime to fail to identify malicious deepfakes, including deepfakes depicting sexual contact related to criminal conduct used to incite violence and related to foreign interface in an election. That's all good and well. They have like rules in place for what to do. Who's going to fucking adhere to that? Who's going to monitor that? That too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Because I'm sure there will be the handful of people that will follow the rules and do well, what yeah, they the want. But are it's, using it for a good purpose. It's not going to be the malicious people that are abusing it. And exactly. it's, that's going to be shit that you find on tour servers and other gross ass shit. Like, mm-hmm. The bill was originally introduced in the 116th Congress to provide a pathway for victims of deep fake porn to seek justice. Since then, there have been significant advances in deepfake creation, as well as digital content purveyance. Notably, the bill includes exceptions for other types of disclosures, parodies, satires, consensual sexual deepfakes, 
and other types of fictionalized content. So they're trying to find the balance between the people that are using deepfakes for comedy or for good reasons, you know, kind of the whole purpose that it was created versus the creepy assholes who are doing it just to, to fuck with people. Got it. On October 2nd of this year, 2023, Senator Michelle Hinchy in New York announced that Governor Hochul has signed her bill, which was S1042A, into law, making it illegal to disseminate AI-generated explicit images or deepfakes of a person without their consent. Those found guilty could face one year in jail and a $1,000 fine, and the victims have the right to pursue legal actions against the perpetrator. So basically, it's a misdemeanor. But when I was looking into it further and kind of going through these notes, I realized some people might not know that revenge porn is illegal. Yeah. um, At least in California. So it's a real crime. It's 647J1. The section makes it a crime to post sexually explicit images or videos of someone online without consent and cause the victim to suffer serious emotional distress. The most common Not that examples, that stops anyone. Sorry. I know, right? The most common examples is when an ex-lover or someone who is in possession of intimate pictures or videos during your time in a relationship, they get mad and then they post the images or they send the images videos to someone else in order to humiliate that person. So that's also a crime. It's also a misdemeanor. And you There's whole be- websites that exist to posting revenge porn. Where- oh, Really? Yeah, it's a thing. I don't know that a lot of them are still in production or, you know, they've been trying to take them down. But that was a big problem within the last five to 10 years where it was anonymous posting, but they would post information about the victim, victim. essentially. Like, oh, my ex Stacy was such a cunt, but look at hers. And like, that was gross. That was beautiful writing. Jesus. But like that, you know, that's, the kind of mind that yeah, she's coming from. People are trash, man. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Even if you're not sending pictures, there's still a they're way. Gonna get you anyway. Yeah, exactly. they're just gonna find a way to humiliate you. So that was the topic of deep fakes. That was that that angered me quite a bit. It started off all kind of fun, Tom Cruise and shit, and yeah. then it turned dark very quickly. <laughs> so my personal opinion, I think the bad outweighs the good. I don't think. This should be something I don't agree with a lot of technological advances to begin with. I'm very old school when it comes to that. But then you throw in AI, you throw in deepfakes. I I don't fucking like any of it. I don't trust it. I don't want it. I think it's going to be the downfall of us as a society overall. It's going to ruin so much. And I'm just... I am so tired of living through all of these catastrophic life events. (laughs) And so, you know what? If we're going to ride this one out just put me out of my misery man i'm done i am so done <laughs> well I'm on tired. that super note <laughs> if you want to keep your life and look at us further we have an instagram that's crack sisters conspiracies we have a twitter and a facebook that we don't really use we have a patreon that we're getting pretty active in we're fleshing out yeah yeah we're finding all our old videos uploading it as well as keeping up to date with all of the new episodes that we post every week. We're working on, I'm almost created a website for us. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can, you can look at, I'm mostly using it for... Just to direct to like all of our other sources, that right? And for some promotional sponsors. Oh, like the small business stuff, yeah. Yeah, so there's that. And then we have TikTok-ish. 
ish. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how a lot of that works for someone who watches and consumes as much TikTok content. I don't know. As I do, it's it's not easy. And I'm like, I didn't realize that people have to dedicate so much time to all of this shit. So I am slowly trying to figure it out. It's making me feel really old. But yeah, as we as you're going through, not we, as you're going through the videos and editing them, as you find clips that are like TikTok bite worthy, we we put them up, but we seem to get decent response when we do. So trying to cultivate that a little bit more. And yeah. yeah. But yeah, it has more cheery topics for discussion because my God, this one, it didn't know this was sad. (laughs) And that's why I forgot. What do you want to cover next week? I'm like, that's why I'm like, I need some suggestions. I don't even know what I want to do. That's just not the worst thing ever. So let's see what speaks to me. I kind of want to do Dan Schneider. Amanda Bynes has been resurfacing lately because it it is heartbreaking. I'm going to do that. I'm doing Dan Schneider. Okay. And how he has ruined everything that fucking Nickelodeon has done. Okay, cool. Sorry, this is not going to be a happy, cheery episode either. That's what I was just realizing that it's going to be awful, but whatever. So yeah, that's what you have to look forward to. So with that, stay cracked, y'all. And have a great day.